Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to Operation Tango Romeo, the trauma recovery podcast for veterans, first responders, and their families. We are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making help for PTS injuries easily accessible with a vision of a world where the path to recovery is clear. Please support this mission by subscribing to and rating the show on your favorite podcast channel, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Anchor, or anywhere else. By doing so, you'll help others find the help which just might save their life. Also, please help by sharing a link to the show on all of your social media channels every time a new episode drops. And always remember to recover out loud. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about shooting. Are you shooting on yourself? Are you shooting on other people? This has been a popular one within the peer support groups. And when I talk about shooting, and it's kind of caught fire in corporate groups as well. A very good friend of mine, Aaron Butt, is a part of Synovus. And he mentions, well, you're shooting on your employees. And everybody stops and looks at him. What? what? Tell me more about that. Uh, so Aaron asked me to put something together for, for him to, to take to his corporate counterparts. And I thought, yeah, this is something I need to dig into a little bit deeper and sort of flesh it out. And I find that the best way to sort of work these things out, if I don't have uh, somebody to talk to directly with it, is just by talking it out, by trying to explain where I'm coming from with all this shooting. So shooting on yourself and shooting on others. I'll read what I've got written down so far here. When you hear yourself saying, I coulda, shoulda, woulda, what the actual message you're telling yourself is, you screwed up, you're not enough, um, you are insufficient. The, the emotion that is attached to that is one of, I'm not good enough. And that is a terrible thing to do to yourself. It's a terrible thing to do to others. When you are, say, as a parent, as a parent, before your kid is uh, the age of seven or eight, if they keep hearing from a finger-pointing, critical point of view, you could have done this, you should have done that. What the hell is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You should have done this. You should have done that. Now, if you do it with that kind of tone and from that angle, what you're telling that kid again and again and again is you're not good enough. You're stupid. You can't think for yourself. Only I can think for you. So it's the opposite of leadership as opposed to, oh, that was interesting. What were you thinking there? Tell, tell me what uh, your thought process was when you made that decision. Oh, well, that's an interesting thought process. Well, I can see why you would have made that choice. Uh, but can I offer you a suggestion? That is the alternative. That's the difference between being a dictator and being a leader. That's the difference between pointing fingers at somebody and shooting on them and being a kind, compassionate soul who's trying to understand where the other person is coming from and and talking to them so that you can understand who they are and what their thought process is. So in management and leadership, and again, management and leadership are not the same thing. Um, 
all managers should strive to be good leaders first. Managing is about the stuff. It's about the numbers. It's about the spreadsheets. Leadership is about the people. And if you're about the people, you are only a leader if you give a shit about the people that you're leading. If you are truly trying to get into their heads and understand them instead of judging them. I've often said on the show that the injury of PTSD is an injury of disconnection. Well, it's the same with this. Uh, There is a certain amount of trauma when somebody that you respect, somebody whose opinion you care about tells you that you're not good enough. That's traumatic. Straight up, that is a form of trauma for sure, especially if they are your parents. But if it's your manager, your leader, your boss, I mean, a kind word from somebody that is above you on the food chain is so powerful. It's so powerful to say, hey, good job. Well done. Ah, I see what you did there. Good thinking. That can just make somebody's day. It can make their month. It can make their year. So easy with some positive words. But when you should on them, when you should on those people, the, the staff, the employees that are in your care, you're doing the opposite. You can crush somebody. You can destroy somebody's self-esteem. By shooting on them, that should that you just spread all over their face, uh, they're going to take that home with them, and they're going to be smelling that should while they're trying to get to sleep. They're going to be thinking about that should as they're trying to... Um, fall asleep, they'll be going, oh my God, my boss hates me. Is my job in jeopardy? Am I going to lose my damn job? If I lose my job, how am I going to feed my family? Oh my God, I just bought that car last month. How am I going to make my car payments? Oh man, I'm never going to amount to anything. I thought I had a career here, but I don't. What's going to happen? And you've put all that should on that employee that um, they're going to carry with them and they're going to lose sleep and, and, and be stressed and then start second guessing themselves when they get to back, back to work. If they're second guessing themselves, now you don't have an independent thinking employee. You have somebody who's scared to make a decision, scared to do anything without your permission. And now you have a pain in the ass because they're coming to you nine times a day because uh, they're not using their, their problem solving skills they're not using their own judgment because you're just going to should on them again and if you should on them telling them that they're not good enough well what else do you expect of course they're going to be pestering you all day long and your job is going to be 10 times harder because you're micromanaging because you've created a culture where it is not safe to make a decision and you did that You did that as the manager or leader. You did it to yourself. I'm so busy. I work so much overtime because I've got all these people coming to me all the time and I can't do my own administration. Yeah, you did that. So the solution is simple. Don't should on people. So here's an example. Uh, You're the supervisor. You come on site. There's a safety infraction. Hey, those (laughs) those are serious, right? Um, so stop work, stop, 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 everybody stop. Tell me more about this. What's going on over here? Why are you doing this this way? Help me understand. Help me understand. 
Because maybe you got it wrong. Maybe they had a perfectly good reason. And maybe they're wrong, but they still had a good reason for doing it anyway. You don't know. Maybe it wasn't just a miss. Maybe it was just a different way of looking at things because they're experienced. They've been doing this for 30 years, and they've been doing it for the last 30 years this way, and it works for them. It might be wrong uh, for the guidelines, but it might be right for them and because it's practical for the job site. Either way, don't should on them. Ask them. Replace, what the hell are you doing? You should be doing this. You can't do that. You coulda, shoulda, woulda. Slow your roll, big fella. Ask, hey, I see that you're using uh, this particular technique over there. I need you to just stop for a second because uh, this seems a little unsafe to me, but maybe I'm wrong. Help me understand. Why are you doing it this way? And then they're going to give you an explanation. No matter how stupid that explanation is, no matter how wrong they might be, listen to the explanation with respect. When that explanation comes to you, nod your head, go, hmm, I can understand why you'd be doing it that way. That makes sense. Thanks for explaining that to me. I really appreciate that. So here's our challenge. I understand why you're doing this. And that that makes sense from your perspective why you would do it this way. I get it. Now here's what I need from you. Here's the guidelines or here's the rules and here's OHS. And and here's a case that happened just last month where somebody got a, a job site got shut down for doing the exact same thing that you're doing. So I know it works, but uh, we're, we're, we're going to lose the rights, our contractor rights for this job site if we get caught with this. It's gonna sh- then we're all going to be out of work. So do you understand why we have to do it differently than the way that you're used to? Yeah. So now when you do it this way, okay, um, you're giving them respect. You're not calling them an idiot. And you're getting them to join you with the thought process. So they're along for the ride for the thought process, and they don't think you're an asshole, they go, ah, I understand. Thank you for explaining that to me. And you've just turned this problem child into an advocate for you. Because because you first gave them the respect of listening to them, they respond in kind by giving you the respect of truly listening to you. And instead of complying because you told him so, because you went in there with a big old stick and you shoot it all over him, you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to do this. What the hell do you think you're doing? Instead of doing that, you went in with respect. Because you know what the uptake is when you go in with a big stick. Yeah, they might comply, but they do it begrudgingly and they don't want to. And the second your back is turned, they're going to go back to their old ways, which is why safety compliance is so hard. It's mostly the, com- the communication skills of the person who's the enforcer for the safety. If you go in shots uh, bla- like guns blazing, they don't like you. They don't respect you. So they're only doing what they have to do because they have to do it. Then their morale is lower. If their morale is lower, you have more sick days. Productivity goes down. Everybody suffers. And the compliance is lower. So go in without shooting on them. Start with giving them the gift of listening to them, which is one of the greatest gifts you can give anybody because the number one human emotional need is 
affirmation. The best way to give affirmation to another human being is by listening with respect, active listening. Tell me more about that. Help me understand. Ah, now I give you respect. I understand where you're coming from now. Thank you for explaining that. It makes perfect sense why you were doing it that way. I get it. Give them that respect. And then it's pretty easy for them to return that respect when you say, now I need you to listen to me. Listen here, Jimmy. (laughs) I need you to listen to me. Here's why you can't continue to do it this way. I'm sorry, but you just can't. But here's why. Please understand our needs from corporate, why it has to be done this way. I know it's easier that way. I know it works, but it has to be done this way anyway. Please respect that. You do it that way, everything is better. And you have a safer work site, better morale, lower sec days, higher productivity. So the choice is yours. You can go in with judgment, create a toxic environment by shooting all over people, or you can go in with respect and compassion, try to walk a mile in their moccasins, understand why they're doing what they're doing, even if they're dead wrong. It, doesn't, it has nothing to do with if they're right or wrong. It has to do with understanding where they're at. And if their answer is, geez, I just wasn't thinking, that's okay too. Because they said it. And people don't argue with their own data. So if they come to the conclusion of, oh, I'm being a dumbass, it's way better that they say it about themselves than you're saying it to them. Let them come to their own conclusions. Let them figure it out themselves because you are being the leader. You are being the master in communication. I hope this helps. Uh, So this is relevant to the scope of Operation Tango Romeo. All of us that are in leadership positions, if we are former military or first responders, it is our nature to go in there with, you should do this, you should do that, what the hell do you think you're doing, get your head out of your ass, and pulling out the knife hand and jacking people up. That's in our nature. It's natural for us. But if we can overcome that impulse, we can be more effective communicators, more effective leaders, and just better human beings. Everybody wins. I hope that helps. I'm looking forward to your feedback on this. Thanks for listening. Hello, my friends. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. I hope you found value in today's episode. If you found this episode helpful, healing, or informative, please let me know by leaving a rating on either Spotify or Apple. And please share, share like the sugar bear on all of your social media channels. Because sharing is caring.